Welcome to An Amber A Day, the podcast all about functional nutrition for PCOS. I'm Amber Fisher, a certified nutrition specialist and licensed dietitian nutritionist, and I have training in functional medicine. I also have PCOS, and on this podcast, we discuss PCOS in depth, the nutrition strategies for it, as well as the realities of living with it and making this lifestyle work. For further guidance and meal plan support, you can check out the show notes for links to my PCOS courses and programs. And if this podcast helps you, please do me a favor and leave me a review. Thank you so much for being here. Let's get into today's episode. You're listening to an Amber a Day, the functional nutrition podcast. And I'm very excited today because I'm here with a great friend and a wonderful certified personal trainer, Nancy Flater. She's actually my personal personal trainer. So um, I'm a big fan of her method and I've seen it work with lots and lots of my clients. And uh, Nancy has been a personal trainer, a certified personal trainer since 1995. So she's been in the business a long time and she has a lot of great tips and techniques. So today we're just gonna talk all about what she does and what she has seen work and uh, different things about fitness, all things fitness. So Nancy, why don't you tell us a little bit about you and what you do? Okay. Well, my fitness business started as an aerobics instructor in 1980. So that gives you a little idea of um, how old I am. I'm, I'm going to be 66 my next birthday. And so I've seen the whole gamut of different fitness um, types of businesses in the last um, 30-some years that I've been doing this. And um, one thing that I did is I've learned by my mistakes, and I started out um, overtraining. And my aerobic business took off in Portland, Oregon, and it just made me want to have more classes and more students as we all want to increase and um, progress in our business. However, it allowed me to um, increase the amount of time that I did my aerobic classes to 13 hours a week. Mm. And um, as we know now, that put a lot of stress on my body. It, it just um, probably put more stress on a body than um, you'd want to do to yourself because you are forced in a business Mm -hmm. (laughs) situation. So um, I've learned from that mistake, and then it's taken me to what I'm doing right now. That's really interesting um, because I see a lot of athletic clients, and a few of them are, are fitness instructors, And I think that's a myth in our culture that more is more when it comes to Mm -hmm. exercise. Mm -hmm. And really what you've taught me is that less is more. Yes. Um, Obviously, you have to work hard. Yes. But, you know, being in the gym, killing yourself seven days a week is not actually good for your body. And it doesn't actually always get you the results that you want. Right? Right. That's so true. And I had a wonderful mentor, um, Dr. Charles B. Christian, a cardiovascular uh, thoracic surgeon uh, actually hired me to work in his new wellness um, center, and uh, he did my body fat for the first time. I had never had it done before on a DEXA machine, and I found out that I was a skinny fat person. And I told him, I said, you know what, I work way too hard 
to be a skinny fat girl, I said, what can I do to change that? And he said, well, that's why I hired you because I want to help you, but I also want to help you train other people to do the same thing. And so I um, got certified in what we called at the time super slow and is, is a method of exercise using strength training to actually increase the muscle mass, which increases your metabolism, which helped me change and lose 15 pounds and put on about 10 pounds of muscle during this uh, first year that I was doing this program. And so I totally changed my thinking on that. And he not only helped me um, get my body composition to where I am right now, um, I've been the same size for the last 15, more more like 17 years now, um, but also that um, I have a better bone density. I um, actually went up 3.6% in my spine bone density in a year that I did this program. And I have not had any problems with my joints. Um, so I can say that at 66 that I don't, don't have the hip and knee issues that a lot of athletes have. Yeah, and you all can't see Nancy because this is a podcast. But I remember the first time I met her that I thought to myself, that is what I want to look like. Not just when I'm 66, but now. Um, she's a huge inspiration, and I think a lot of my clients get a lot of inspiration from her as well. I know she was saying when she first started uh, working out with this method, would you say you lost 15 uh, pounds? 15 pounds. Mm-hmm. So when I, I've been working out with her for about a year mm-hmm. now, and actually at my office we have an in-body scanner, which is a scanner that... It's bioimpedance, but it's a little bit more um, in-depth than a typical bioimpedance machine, and it shows you how much muscle fat and water you carry. And over the course of the year, without really changing too much about what I ate, I I gained seven pounds of muscle uh, and lost quite a bit of body fat. I went down uh, almost two dress sizes just by incorporating Nancy's method. And I don't work out with her five or six days a week. I go in twice a week for 30 minutes. So there's really something to this. um, And I think people uh, really benefit from it when they give it a chance. But I think, I don't know, we have this kind of idea that it's just like, it's not enough, you know. So I always tell people to walk and go see Nancy. I have, a, I have a saying, actually, that's kind of funny. I said that one of the best exercises you can do other than strength training is push yourself away from the table. <laughs> and um, and seriously, I, I, I realized that I could actually stay the size I am, mm-hmm. you know, for all these years by just cutting out the bad stuff. Mm-hmm. And I'm healthier for it, too, you know, just cutting out the bad carbs and sugar and increasing um, all the good things that I eat now. And I always do a protein drink every single day. And I really follow the uh, modified keto program. But um, I kind of used exercise like a lot of people do, you know, for um, a way to eat more calories. Right, exactly. Yes. And then what happens? Yeah. We, we actually eat more calories, but something happens in the body. When you turn to be my age, 50 and 60, that might have worked, you know, yeah. back 
when you were 30, mm-hmm. but it doesn't work when you're 50, 60 because you've lost so much muscle right. by that time. And so, and a lot of people will say, oh, I'm the same. I weigh the same that I did when I was 18 or something. But, you know, muscle and fat weigh different amounts. And if you haven't been working on your muscle mass, I think it's the statistic is after age 20, you mm-hmm. lose like two pounds yes. of muscle a year or yeah. something crazy like that. So if you weigh the same that you did when you were in high school, you know, chances are, if you haven't been working on your muscle mass, that you're actually quite a bit bigger than you were in high school because that muscle is much more dense. And, you know, that I hear that a lot. You know, I'm going to go, oh, what? What's an example? I'm going to go eat French fries, and then then I'll just burn it off at the gym. Mm-hmm. And what we know about the human body is that it really doesn't function that way. You can't burn off bad food choices. No, you, you have can't. to pair good food choices with good fitness, and that's what gets you to your goals. If you're constantly playing a numbers game with your calories um, and trying to burn things off, you're really not going to ever get success that way because – the body is so much more complicated than that. Calories are not just calories. I mean, they're a complicated um, collection of different nutrients or lack of nutrients. They hit your bloodstream different ways depending on how refined they are. So there's a lot that goes into it that doesn't have anything to do with calories. And that's why I think um, all the kind of the keto and the paleo and that stuff has become so popular because People are really turned on by this idea that um, they don't really need to count calories, um, which, you know, my opinion on that is I think you have to do both. I really do. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, there's something to that, that the, these healthier sources of carbs, for example, like a sweet potato, mm-hmm. is going to be a much different experience for your body than uh, french fries. Yes. And, yeah. you know, they may be the same calories, but um, you can't burn one of them off just by sitting on a, or walking on a treadmill. Right. And one thing that people do when they do extensive cardio and they sweat a lot, and and, um, I don't believe that sweating is everything about working out because they lose so much water and they're, they're not replenishing it. And the first thing that I was attracted to when I was dehydrated is I wanted to put something in my mouth, you know, and it wasn't water. It was right. usually something that I shouldn't be eating. So I always encourage people, I said, you know, if you do do any kind of cardio, and you know, make sure you drink a lot of water oh, yeah. afterwards because your brain might signal, you know, I'm thirsty but you don't you think you're hungry yeah and how many people have you known that after they go and work out really hard at the gym they go and get fast food afterwards Mm because they're just starving hungry you know i cardio we know from the research makes you more hungry because it upregulates all these stress hormones and those make you want to eat so um you know if you're not really careful and really disciplined which most of us kind of struggle with discipline, I think, uh, especially after you feel like, you know, I, I, I did the good thing, I went to the gym, I had my willpower, and now I'm going to reward myself with a donut or whatever it may be. You know, you're really biting yourself in the foot. But if you have gained muscle mass and increased your metabolic rate, then, you know, you have a little bit more leeway with your food that you can actually eat a little bit more 
and still maybe lose weight or maintain your weight. It's a, it's a lot easier to maintain your weight when you're kind of working out. Oh, definitely. Mm-hmm. In fact, some of your clients have confessed to me that I'm not that good right now because mm-hmm. that is during the holidays, but I haven't gained any weight, you know, and they've still put on the muscle. So their metabolisms have put them in a better place for burning fat and, right. and keeping those calories burn, burning. But it's so much smarter. Mm-hmm. I mean, to think that we can do a workout like I teach, you know, in 30 minutes, once a week or twice a week at the max, and you get the response that you do in your body to burn calories that you... Welcome to the Alchemy of Natural Healing. I'm your host, Laurel Dewey. True healing is an alchemical process, meaning it must transform you on all levels, body, mind, and spirit. What affects one affects all three. True healing is one of the hardest journeys you'll ever travel, but it's one of the most rewarding and fulfilling when you get to meet yourself for the first time. If you're ready to take that journey, let's get started. Yeah, and I, I mean, I won't lie and say that, you know, it's not a hard workout, because it is. I mean, it's it's tough, but it, it's also so simple in a lot of ways. It's 30 minutes, and you're done before you know it, and it, you know, it doesn't really, you don't sweat very much, and it's kind of an awesome experience, I have to say. I've been, I am not great at following through on going to the gym. That's my weakness, but I've had no trouble doing this because it's so easy to fit into my life it's like I can't say no to to doing it you know but um you know the the cool thing too is when you eat more you build muscle more quickly and easily so even you know my clients who do kind of fall off the wagon a little bit with their eating if they're still working out and doing that muscle building activity sometimes they end up actually building more muscle quicker and then when they get back to you know losing it becomes even easier because they've built that extra muscle and you know sometimes when you're losing weight it's tough to build muscle because you just don't have enough of the building blocks so it's it's almost like there's a silver lining even to falling off the wagon a little bit when you're strength training so I just don't see any reason why anyone shouldn't strength train Unless they have an injury or something. Uh, correct. Um, we share a client. She's um, 72. And she was losing inches, but she still didn't like that she was um, maybe not eating as good as she could. And she kept on wanting to lose um, a little extra weight. And she lost inches so fast and lost weight so fast because she had already put on a lot of muscle and then when she went on your eating program she just dropped the weight like that and you know you sometimes you get excited for people when they um and you you think okay that's a great way to get back into your like size you know, that you were when you were 20 and 30. Mm -hmm. And they don't think it's possible because they're 70. And some, and it it is. Yeah, it's not, nothing's impossible. I think people kind of come in with these self-defeating attitudes because they've tried all of this stuff and it's never worked for them in the past, but they just haven't found the right combination for them. 
And uh, what I've seen with people is that it is totally possible for them to get back to where they want to be, not just their realistic goal, but their what they thought was an unrealistic goal. Um, you know, a lot of that comes down to those last 10, 20 pounds are about willpower, a lot mm-hmm, of it, which is mm-hmm, tough. Mm-hmm. And um, But it's definitely not outside the realm of possibility for people. So I don't... I don't like when people kind of come in and say, oh, well, you know, because I see a lot of women who are uh, middle-aged or older, and they all say that, mm-hmm. you know, oh, well, I know I'm past menopause, so I can't, you know, I can't get down to this weight. And I think, well, why not? I mean, just because you've got your hormones kind of working against you a little bit doesn't mean that we can't get there if we try hard enough, you know, if we find the right balance for you, so... Oh, and I've heard this before. You know, I was born with these hips. I've always had these yeah. hips, and there's no way you're going to get my hips down. And I say, okay, let's see. Yeah, let's try it. <laughs> let's just right? see. And it happens, and they're so excited, you know, because a lot of people feel that it's impossible to get, like, the, the side, we call them saddlebags in the, back in the day, or the muffin top, any of these um, troubled areas, um, those are the areas that I can help them target. Mm -hmm. You know, even though they're losing weight all over their whole body, Mm -hmm. they're still finding out that, you know, my inner thighs are going down, my Mm -hmm. hips are going down, I'm getting my waist back, I'm starting to see, you even said, yeah, "Yeah, I'm seeing a six, you know, well, maybe not a six pack, but a four pack. A two pack. Yeah, two pack. Don't say Then people are going to be like, oh, Amber, show me. No, I really, when I started, uh, so it it took a few months, but I did start to see, and I I do have, like, my top two abs show, and I never would have thought. I mean, those of you who know much about me know that I have PCOS, and I've always had that, and so that's a condition that makes it easier to put on weight and more difficult to lose it. It's an insulin issue. Um, So I never would have thought that I could have gotten my stomach down to that point but hey I did with Nancy's help and the other thing too is I always thought um that I just had a flat butt and that I would always have a flat butt you know um and working out with Nancy you know I have actually something going on back there now so it's been really cool so you know your body composition can absolutely change when you do strength training and it can re kind of redistribute where your fat lies I think right because it kind of pulls out some places and so the fat kind of moves it does it does so and you know all that stuff all the, the the hips and um the stomach those are areas that yes they're more difficult because a lot of times if you put on weight there then your body wants to take the weight off from different places it doesn't want to go right to the stomach Mm -hmm. but if you keep at it eventually the weight will start coming off from there you know and it's just a matter of time and you have to be patient and i think people lack patience with this stuff now you know they want it to work right away Right, right. So, I always say it. It's not how much it weighs; it's how it's packaged. That's true. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Because I mean, I'll say for me, you know, I I gained something like uh, six or seven pounds on the scale, and you know that was distressing to me. Mm-hmm. But you know, once I figured out that my uh, 
dress size was smaller, I thought, well, that's no big deal then. That's all I really care about, mm-hmm. right? Who cares how much you weigh? Yes. And also your posture improves mm-hmm. so much. And there's something, if you look at yourself in the mirror and just kind of slouch, you kind of look frumpy, you know, yeah. like you carry a lot more weight in the middle than you you really are carrying, actually. But if you lift your chest up and pull your shoulders back and now you have muscle in your back that you can actually pull your shoulders back and then you don't get that humped over as we age, especially, um, you know, get that, you know, bad rounded shoulders. Or even if you're on the computer a lot, you might get those rounded shoulders. I don't work a lot in the chest area. I normally work the back because I'm pulling these people back to have better posture after being on the computer or on their phones all the time. Well, and this terrible posture is becoming so, so common, I think, because we're all raised now to do everything on the computer. Almost every job involves sitting in front of a computer now. It's just, um, you know, I know a lot of very young people who have awful, Mm -hmm. awful posture, and it hurts me to kind of look at them. Um, Because when you have terrible posture like that too, I mean, it it contributes to headaches and Mm -hmm. migraines and things like that, Mm -hmm. you know, tension headaches. So um, I think, you know, anything that you can do that can help prevent some of that stuff. And then the bone density thing Mm. is just so, so, I mean, important because Mm. we're always trying to pop calcium pills, which, you know, research has shown you can overdo it on the calcium and then it actually works against your bone density. So mm-hmm. bone density is so much more complicated than just that. Mm-hmm. And strength training plays a huge role in that. Right, um, that right. and vitamin D and, and all that stuff. But, you know, it, it was crazy to me that just working your muscles can mm-hmm. improve your bones. Yeah. You know, but it's all connected. It's all connected. They say you have to push and pull on your body like doing a chest press and then do a row or do some kind of pushing with your legs like a leg press hip press and then you do a leg curl so you're you're pushing and pulling if you don't do that on the joint just running did nothing for my mm-hmm. bone density right you know jumping up and down and dance aerobics did nothing for my bone density in fact i i was osteopenia before i started this program but the one thing that people ask me all the time, Nancy, what about my cardio? Don't I need to exercise my heart? And the intensity of this program is such that you do get mm-hmm. cardio yeah, workout. So I can jump into any Zumba class. I can chase after my three-year-old grandson in the park, and I do not get out of breath. So it does give you that same kind of um, need that you have to get the heart muscle working, you know, because you do get out out of breath a little bit. We um, encourage you to breathe, you know, because I can coach you on that because it is one-on-one or two-on-one. But um, we, we do get that cardio effect. Yeah, and, you know, lifting heavy weights is kind of like a sprint, rather than a marathon. So, and you know, if you look at the body of a person who sprints versus a person who runs marathons, you could just tell just by looking at them what's the healthier body type. Oh, and I learned something about um, that because with my low muscle mass when I was doing all that aerobics, it was my body was actually burning muscle. Yeah. Yeah. 
because I was um, probably not consuming the right calories mm -hmm. and enough calories to probably keep not up with the protein and protein to keep up with that thirteen hours of yeah. and that was probably minimum thirteen. You know, all the practicing I did. Oh yeah. So I was just like, um, you know, pretty much skin on bones, and I've seen marathon yeah, where I wa I'm watching the people's bodies. And they have no muscle in their back mm -hmm. because the body does not want to be weight a lot when you are running because it knows it's hard on the joints. Yeah. So it's just like let's get rid of this muscle, right? So it's not it's not too heavy on the joints, right? And I, you know, I have clients who do Zumba and they run or you know do bar or whatever these different things. And I always say if you love that and it's something that you really enjoy then go ahead and keep doing it. Just make sure you're fueling yourself properly and recovering properly from that, which would be, you know, making sure that you have some protein before you do these kinds of things and making sure that you have some starch afterwards to kind of recover your um, your electrolyte balance and all of that. If you love it, do it. But mm -hmm. don't do it because you think it's a great workout. Right. You know, right. like running, for example. Um, I think there are more issues with people who run than almost any other group. Yes. And I know some people, they just love to run. It's mm -hmm. their thing. It's their stress mm -hmm. relief. And I say more power to you. But you have to understand that running is not uh, its not really a healthy exercise. It's mm -hmm. more of a, I don't know, it's more something you do because you, you really like to do it because it's very challenging on right, your body. It's right. hard on your joints. They like the endorphins. <laughs> And that's that's yeah. what I hear a lot from, Stress from kind release. of cardio addicts. Yeah. Is, oh, I feel so good afterwards. You know, I feel high afterwards. And well, yeah, you do. But it's um, you know that's not that's not your body telling you a, something good. It's 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 kind of a bad thing to get those really high endorphins all the time because those go along with excess cortisol, so, excess adrenaline, yeah. and you know especially for women, that's mm -hmm. tough on our bodies. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it eventually burned my adrenals out because right. I was just doing too much, you know. And that and, happens a lot. Well, I tell people if they want to do running that they just um, don't do it very long. Let's yeah. let's go on a, a a small run. Let's yeah. do maybe two small runs, but it's that over thirty minutes. Mm -hmm. You know, once you reach over thirty minutes, it's just like your body just goes it's into just that too much. too much. Yeah. Yeah, I know. There's no reason why why you can't incorporate it. And I think even like, you know, some um, high intensity like sprinting mm -hmm. has been shown to be really good for you, you know, mm -hmm. um, like, but it's like once a week, right. you know, right. not every single day or, um, you know, and especially I, I don't agree with people waking themselves up at like four in the morning to go mm -hmm. do cardio at the gym. Just, I your sleep is so, so important. And if you're, you're waking, you're forcing yourself to wake up and then get into that exercise mode mm -hmm. um, that early in the morning, you know, you're really putting your body under a lot of stress. Right. I think you'd be better served to, I don't know, to sleep in and work out less than, mm -hmm. you know, trying to get into the gym at 4.30 in the morning. It's just, right. but... Anyway, a lot of you may be listening for the first time because, you know, it is getting to that time of year and maybe you're thinking about making some changes for the coming year. Uh, if you're local to San Antonio, um, until the end of December, I'm actually running a, a holiday weight loss challenge and there's a $1,000 cash mm. prize. So, uh, and you get a you get a free workout with Nancy yes. um, if you join that program. So. 
contact me um, if you are interested in that you can call me at 210-391-6790 and I'll put all this information in the description uh, of the podcast so um, if you have questions for the podcast that you'd like answered on air please send an email to an amber a day podcast at gmail.com and if you are listening to this and you have an option to leave a review we would appreciate any five-star reviews that you could give us it helps us get our name out there and nancy's contact information i'm gonna let you tell them how they can get a hold of you okay my phone number is 210-875-3853 and uh, just leave a text or um, a lot of times I can't pick up because I'm training. So um, just leave a text and I'll get right back to you. And can they follow you on social media as well? Uh, yes, I have Nancy Flater Fitness on, oh, Facebook. on Facebook. Yes. Okay. And you all can follow me on Facebook as well, Amber Fisher, um, MSCNS functional nutritionist i think if you type in amber fisher nutrition it comes up and then instagram amber fisher nutrition and don't forget my blog amberfishernutrition.com okay i think we've name dropped enough so um, i'm gonna let nancy go thank you so much for being here it's been delightful it was fun all right bye-bye everyone bye-bye If you learned something today or you enjoyed today's episode or both, I'd love it if you would leave me an iTunes review and share this with a friend. If this brought up a question for you that you would like to hear me answer, there is a Google form that you can use to ask me any question you want, and I might answer it here on the podcast. I do it all the time, and I would love to hear from you. Thanks so much for listening. See you next time.